welcome to episode three of the Circos podcast. Today we have a guest who grew up in the Chicago land area and now resides in the DC metro area, who will be telling us about her experiences not only growing up in dancing but teaching. And um, as you can tell from the background music, she is from the beautiful island of Calimnos. So hang out with us. Definitely give us a review, subscribe, and share our podcast. If you're interested in being on the show, we would love to have you. Find us on Instagram at sirthos underscore podcast or send us an email, sirthospodcast at gmail.com, and we will schedule you in. Enjoy. Welcome to the Sirtos Podcast. For episode three, we have another very special guest. You're going to learn that every guest is very special to us, but this guest is extra special. Um, so I will allow her to introduce herself and we'll welcome her onto the show. Take it away. Woohoo! Okay, here I am. <laughs> and I'm so excited to be here. And this is going to be a lot of fun. So thank you, Maria and Evan, for bringing me aboard. And to your podcast, this is very cool. Um, my name is Maria Yakumatos. My maiden last name is Tiricos. Um, yes, Tiri. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's awesome. Uh, yes. <laughs> it That's had to cheesy. come from somewhere, right? <laughs> yes, that is cheesy. <laughs> um, so, yes, so I'm in the D.C. area. Very close to you and Maria, to uh, to Maria and Evan here, and um, yeah, and I've been uh, here for about I want to say fifteen years now. But originally, I was from Northwest Indiana, um, born and raised in Crown Point, Maryville area, about forty minutes outside of Chicago in that area. Yeah, so here I am. <laughs> Yay! Welcome. Yay! It's a I've been here for a while. <laughs> Not that new. I don't need a welcome. <laughs> right? It's so funny because I was listening back to our other episodes and I love how Evan is always like, welcome, because I'm just like zero to 60, slight adult attention deficit disorder. So I'm like, let's get going. And Evan's like, let me actually be nice and say welcome. So <laughs> thank you, Evan, for slowing me down. So let's jump into it that night. <laughs> right, I, <know. laughs> I can't help it. Zero to 60. Um, just my lifestyle. We get excited. We get very excited because we're passionate about dance. And with that said, we want to know, um, uh-uh. when did you get your start? What was that first? What was the moment when Maria, Maria G, because we have two Marias that I'm looking at. When did Maria G take her first steps? And what, what was the, uh, how did you grow into this passion of dance? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We need exact dates, times, yeah. and uh, we, need, what, we need evidence, too. <laughs> I'm too old to remember all of this at this point, but <laughs> let's, let's shake up the brain here and see if we can figure this out. Um, let's see. I don't know. Out of the womb, I feel like. My goodness. I mean, okay, so I think we should start by telling you what my community was like, because that'll give you a great impression. Um, so, Northwest Indiana, right? So in the 70s <laughs> it was it was nothing but a huge community of greek families right from everywhere 
Um, we were really raised in a village, that's for sure. And it was in the middle of Indiana in the cornfields. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you can believe it, it's almost like unbelievable, right, to say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, you know, we, I remember very, very young. I mean, we started at the age of, I think it was like four, four or five years old. We were already part of a dance group. And we're not talking about like 10 kids. We're like talking about like 100. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I think just, to, I re, you know, as I was listening to some of your stories, um, it reminded me of how often we danced back then, you know, mm -hmm. so it was just sort of part of every single day life. I mean, everybody has a name day, right? So every name day, <laughs> there was a party, you know, or, or something. And it's usually in somebody's garage right yeah we used to call those the garazia parties <laughs> uh, and uh and so that brings a whole another slew of memories but yeah you know very very young uh, i would say you know four or five years old and i mean we've been dancing ever since right mm -hmm. that's for sure was yeah. there a moment that like just sticks out in your memory that was just such a pivotal moment like the experience was like wow did that really just just like or was it more of like a progression where dance just was like the lifeblood and you did it all the time uh you know it's it's probably it was it's definitely part of everyday life so right so right so it was sort of like there was no pivotal moment it was sort of we it was part of you sort of like yeah. um i mean there were other pivotal moments where like where you know you recognize something that you have not seen before or you um you were wowed by something that you have never experienced you know things like that right so those were pivotal moments for me because in our community let's say we were mostly from let's say a handful of islands mostly islanders right and when the first time I saw something different, right? The first time I saw Pontic dancing. I mean, it's always, you're always attracted to what you've never done before. You've mm -hmm. yeah. never had or, you know, <laughs> right? So when the first time I saw Pontic, I was like, you know, so we, we grew up dancing island dances. So specifically from Kalimnos, Chios, you know, like just in general, all the islands, um, Cretan dancing. Um, and the first time I saw Pontic, I think I, I my mouth dropped, mm -hmm. you know, I was yeah. like, what? is that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's so different uh, yeah and everybody wants to try what they've never tried before or you know are drawn to things that they've never experienced before and it just looks so surreal to me like this is not greek dancing i don't understand mm -hmm. what is that <laughs> right so these the, i had a lot of those kind of pivotal moments um which was really fun and sometimes really challenging and very you know, um, I guess, you know, when, when you're not, not, you know, when you're not comfortable with something, you're, you fear it in a way, mm -hmm. right? So that sometimes kept me from learning more. I was, I stopped myself in a way, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, but then when, as you grow, you start to recognize where, you know, opportunities come to you and, and, and that's how actually I end up lear learning contact dancing from the uh, king himself, right? Mm -hmm. I remember his name. Now he's blanking. 
<laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about um, the, 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 Oh, was the, he at, in Montreal? Yes, in Montreal. That's right. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I see him. Zor, 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 Come on, say it. Zor Nazi. Oh, now it's Nico. It's um. Nevertheless, he was like the military yeah. kind of, you know, mm-hmm. Pontic. I mean, scary as all hell, right? But, yeah. but at the same time, I couldn't keep my eyes off of him, right? This like seventy-year-old man, whatever he was. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> right? Like, he is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I remember him. What's so funny is um we were all at that same Lagografia conference, but our paths didn't cross until many years later. And I wanna go back um to talk about like festivals in the Chicagoland area, but I think it's important to kind of tell people sort of how I remember how we met. Um so obviously like I'm not from here, and I registered for a Greek dance workshop at the church with a guest instructor. And I remember like getting a confirmation email or, or something like that. So like I had your name kind of in my head, but I was like, okay, you know, I don't know anyone, but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do this. Um, and then Evan, who was still up in New York, got an email from you about really coming down to teach or something like that. I think you had reached out to Evan somehow. And Evan was like, I got an email about teaching in the DC area. And I was like, wait, that's the same person. That's, that's Maria. <laughs> oh my God, the dance thing. <laughs> it's just, it is so crazy how like lives intersect. And then like years later, like here we are. Um, I think that's, like, that's- that we need to tell Maria and Evan, like, boy, we need to say, you know, tell everybody how we all came together because that's a good story. Right? It's so wild. That's a good Yeah. Um, so kind of going back to like growing up in Chicago, can you talk about how, or Chicagoland area, can you talk about how right. festivals were out there? Because I think you have a really unique experience mm. that maybe some people have never experienced before in their life. Right. Okay. So... Okay, so festivals for us were insane. I mean, this was the epitome of what we like look forward to every year. And festivals would go on anywhere, you know, they would start in May and they would end uh, usually, you know, September, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would go on like all summer long. And so there were, oh gosh, what do I want? I want to say there are 44 Greek churches in the Chicagoland area. Wow. And at least that many, at least that many. Um, so we're talking about Northwest Indiana into Chicago land area, right? So, um, and so if festivals were times where, you know, we would prepare, right? For We would prepare these programs that we would all go and perform at each other's festivals. So mm. there could be what, 10 groups at each festival sometimes, maybe more. And they would perform just one back, you know, back to back to back to back to back. I mean, we're talking about so many Greek kids dancing. It was insane, you know. Um, And we're and and our group right in Indiana. So um, we had, you know, an older group and then we had a a juniors group and we had a younger group. I mean, even the younger ones, I kid you not, maybe 30 of them you know, would perform, would go and perform. And sometimes they would travel to these different churches and perform as well. I mean, parents were invested. They were all in. This was part of our lifestyle. This was part of 
I don't know. They were like dance moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? A Greek version of dance moms. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we had a lot of fun. I mean, we had drama. Don't, you know, we're Greek, so. Of course. Can't, you can't take the drama out of the Greek, but we had a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, and these festivals basically were, uh, the, I mean, let me give you an impression of what our specific. So we, so my church was St. Constantine and Helen, Maryville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And our festival looked like Walt Disney World. <laughs> like, you know, there'd be rides. And, I mean, we're talking about like a carnival ride. Like yeah. big, you know, it was, um, you know, you're buying tickets and you're doing all the games. And I mean, and there's tons of rides. And, and we had a huge parking lot full of all these rides and everything. And, Greek dancing was going on and all the food was being sold. So it's like basically put our church on steroids times a hundred. Uh-huh. And that's what we had. Um, so as you can imagine, I mean, these were like fun days. You know, it was yeah. like one that, um, you know, we would host our festival and then the rest, we were traveling to everybody else's festivals performing. It was a lot of fun. I Got to know that. a lot. Yeah. The life I feel of like a Greek child. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm sure you probably have memories of, like, the head Greek dance instructor being like, do not get on the rides in your costume. Do not get on the rides in your costume. (laughs) Because that always happened to us. (laughs) Oh, God. The funniest thing now is that, um, okay, so my Greek dance instructor is my Cubado's mother. (laughs) So imagine he ended up as my Cubado, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, And he's he's one year older than me. and, uh, And we were very close uh, growing up but it was interesting I had a very interesting I have a lot to say about that experience right because we were very close but yet I wasn't the favorite or the chores chosen one or anything like that I was always at the back of the line by the way just saying right, <laughs> right? Um, and if I Which have to say just as important as the front <laughs> yes yeah however you know as a child when you're in the back of the line too you know and and your friends with the instructor and you know everybody you're like this isn't fair right (laughs) i should have some priority here but absolutely no i did not um it was good it was they were good times though it was really fun i remember traveling a lot with my crew um and uh you know even and we would do a lot of performances in addition to the festivals too Mm -hmm. um so we were we grew up together in a way a lot of yeah yeah Good times. Yeah, I love that. I feel like it's so, it's such a unique experience. And I'm sure other people experience that. Like, I know someone whose daughter is an Irish dancer and I see her posts on Facebook and it's the same, same thing, but it's also different. Like, I have distinct memories of like going to church and then always packing like your dance bag afterwards. You know what I mean? And like hustling down to coffee hour and getting that like Danish with the raisins in it, with the frosting that's like (laughs) stale, you know, Um, but whatever. And you just like shove it in. Last week. Right? Because my dad used to love that banana cake. Yep. (laughs) Remember? Because the frosting was so good. Yep. And then you would just, you would literally change and go to dance. And it was like, you know, I mean, your parents were just waiting there for you. You know, it was such a rite of passage. Um, I love that. Good memories. I mean, all the mothers were on board, too. Boy, I mean, I remember riding home with various moms, you know, and their kids. I mean, it's just, it was really a a village in every way. I mean, there were station wagons everywhere. (laughs) 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 And everybody was getting a ride from somebody else, you know. 
I mean, even our community, it's like two doors down, there was another Greek, two doors down there was another Greek. Yeah, it was, it, they were everywhere. Very, very different here <laughs> than yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It was truly a community of immigrants in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So I'm curious how you would compare your experiences as a dancer being the student versus being a dancer as the teacher. Oh gosh. Um, and I know that's a that's a, probably a very loaded question, but like for me, when I'm, I mean, even today when I'm learning from somebody else, um, it's a different. It's a different feeling, and I know I, I love to dance. I love to just dance for the fun of it. I do love to learn. There's different pressures when I feel, like when I'm learning today especially, um, there's a whole stress side of it that goes into that too. But like as a teacher, like there's something I get out of teaching kids about dance that is a completely different experience for me now. And the more I build on that, the more the bonds I create and see like the impact it has, like dance has taken on a different meaning. So I'm curious if you have a similar kind of feeling on that or yeah. you know, how, how would yeah. you compare dance over the years because you've gone from the student to the teacher and a very good teacher at that. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how everybody feels about that, but. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's a big learning lesson, a learning curve, I should say, learning curve, right? So, you know, myself learning, it's interesting. Um, you think it, you know, it gets easier, but sometimes you still mix up your left from your right, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. my goodness, my brain just can't understand, right? Um, especially, you know, when my, when I'm learning challenging areas, I will not say which. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, and, you know, it's, I still hesitate. And it's interesting because, you know, I think just like anything else in life, once you learn something and you teach it, teaching it helps you master it, right? Because yeah. you have to then put words to something that or you have to describe what you're doing. And I think that connects different parts of your brain, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. to make this yeah. work. And, and be able to communicate it well, right? And I actually think, in my opinion, I'm a better teacher than a dancer. Um, mm -hmm. Only because I'm very, um, I'm a visual person and I'm also uh, very detailed and I can catch on to, you know, things very quickly. I can see where, you know, I can definitely see where somebody is uh, missing a step or missing a beat. Versus when I do it, my goodness, it's like I can see it in somebody else, right? But me, I'm like, what's going wrong here? Right. <laughs> I mean, did I not ask you about that step, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to about it? <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, once you yourself, you, you teach it and, and you, you know, you're able to teach it to your students, um, it's very rewarding to see them master it, you know, and it's not just that they master the step, right? It's the confidence that they gain from that. And then it's when I, when I see them turn around and try to explain what they have learned to somebody else, it just feels like this domino effect mm -hmm. and it, it feels good, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's why I got into this 
in the first place. So maybe I should also go back to that. Why did I go into this? That's a great segue. Okay, so when I first moved to this area, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, as a, as a, you know, as 20 something, I didn't really want so much to do with the Greek culture. It's interesting, right? I wanted to come out here. I wanted to explore. I wanted something mm -hmm. different. But when I got out here, I, I was definitely missing something. And I was looking, searching. I'm like, okay, so where's the Greek community here? Let me go find them. Cause obviously mm -hmm. it's something that I'm missing from home. I need to find this Greek community. And I noticed that the Greek community was very filtered down here, extremely filtered down mm -hmm. compared to what I had grown up with. Right. Um, so when I was searching and didn't find my Greek town, no Greek dance group, you know, I found the church and I was, I definitely, um, you know, felt as if they were missing uh, a lot um, by not, offering a you know big greek dance community here so when um i, f I think it, i can't remember the timing of all of this but uh when i when dimitri and i got married my husband and i got married that's when i started getting involved in greek dance and i was actually pregnant and i remember starting to teach and i think that was one of the first conferences in this area that i had gone down to i went down to florida i think you mm -hmm. guys went to the same one right we were yeah. at florida yeah <laughs> 2006 yeah yeah, yeah. I think it was six yeah yeah something like that anyway um so my <laughs> all right so when i started teaching i was like okay i am not going to have my children i don't i don't I want them to have what we had. Mm -hmm. So they have to have, you know, a dance group that they can grow with here. We have to start this. And I was like, I was already too late, right? I was pregnant. I'm like, oh no, we gotta keep going. <laughs> She's not born, right? <laughs> <laughs> gotta lay the bricks now, lay the foundation. <laughs> the clock uh, is ticking. <laughs> right, right, right. And so it was pretty funny. And then, so as, you know, after, you know, I had given birth to my oldest, Sophia, then I, you know, I had to wait a little while. I had took some time off, but luckily we at that point had enough interest that, you know, the dance group was starting to be created. And then after, you know, uh, a year or so, that's when I started getting back and uh, involved again and started growing the troupe. And it, it really took off. I was so happy, yeah. you know, to see it. You know, such an interest with the kids and the parents. The parents were, even even though we were filtered down, I feel like they really were reaching for something to bind them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so how many, well, I, I guess if that was 2006, right? So you're like 16 years teaching in the same community-ish, right? Yeah. Uh, math is yeah. very hard. We learned this in episode one, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do math we do dance right, exactly. we, we count one two three Eight. and then we lose track and sometimes, right? sometimes we, 12 but that's about it right we throw a little and in there one and two and three <laughs> don't forget the bubba so i have another question mm. and this is going to lead into more questions but <laughs> I'm, I'm changing the questions up a little bit because I feel like there's more here that I want to unpack. Do you have, do you notice um, a difference when you're teaching versus just dancing? And so let me get to the rest of the question. 
favorite dances to do favorite regions do you have does your favorite region to teach differ from your favorite region to dance hmm. i haven't thought about it that way but so curveball hmm. so okay so hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have to be different it can certainly be I the think same. that, yeah. <laughs> right. okay. So, no, actually, it might be the same. It might be the same and only because I enjoy it so much. Okay, so obviously, I am Kalimian. Both my parents are from Kalimnos. Um, we were raised dancing all of the Kalimian dances, obviously, mm-hmm. and Susta, the foremost. So I really do love dancing Susta because it it's sort of like walking for me. I mean, really, truly, there's no, there's an, it's a no brainer. You just, (laughs) everything, you know, and when you dance Susta, there's those, there are those little kind of um, synchronized sort of um, movements, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. I don't even have the words to describe what we do. (laughs) The flair, the flair. It's it's all in the flair, right? (laughs) Um, You learn that, you know, dancing with your family, you know, in your safe zone, right, where you can explore and you can screw up and you can, you know, dance off beat and then you figure it out, right? And, you know, and that's, that's where you learn it. And then it becomes so natural that it's fun to do because it's so natural and you can explore with it. Meaning if you fall off beat, you know, right, where to get back on. It's no big Mm -hmm. deal, you know? (laughs) So there's nothing scary or challenging or anything like that about dancing that you know that Kalimnos uh, for me obviously um but there was always so there was always this this interest in dancing in Cretan dancing for me mm-hmm. and I have no idea I had no idea I should say I had no idea where it came from I wasn't really sure all I know is that I just loved it and I'm going to tell you guys a story and I don't know if I told you this yet or not but um I've always been attracted to it, you know, mm-hmm. very, and everything from the music to the footwork to just the energy of the dance, right? Mm-hmm. The the men, the macho-ness of the men I'm attracted to, the yeah. femininity of the women I'm attracted to. Yeah. It's sort of this, like, this, like, yin and yang that I can't get enough of, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea for the longest time why. Right. But now what happened is, okay, so about five years ago, I want to say, I had a cousin of mine. I don't know how we didn't realize this, but anyway, had a cousin of mine who visited me from Australia. I love him to death. And he says, we were talking one day and um, he's like, yeah, he's like our, our pro-papu, you know, that came from Rethimno. And I did a, an about face. I'm like, what? <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, Mori, you don't know, you know, like, you don't know the story about our, you know, our great grandfather who was, um, you know, he was originally from Crete. He, he, but for some reason was kind of banished. I'm like, I don't want to hear that part, but what did you just say? Say that, you know, like, did you just, and he's like, yeah, we have a huge, you know, soy that comes from Crete. And I, you know, I remember my whole body just having these like, goosebumps and sort of feeling feeling that connection like oh dang this is why Um, and from then on I was like okay now I get it you know this is maybe the attraction or maybe it's just in my blood I don't know what the heck it is but 
there's something there. So my favorite area to teach and to dance is Crete, but you know, it's not the easiest, but I, I truly love it. So I guess so. (laughs) I feel like we need to look at dates because my great grandfather on my mom's side was from Mm -hmm. Crete as well. And uh, was orphaned during uh, the the war and the occupation, right? And escaped from jail, if you will, or whatever he you know he was caught in Crete. He had no family. He was young. Um, he the story goes that he drove the people nuts in the um, jail. I'm using that word. I don't know if it exactly was that, right? Um, because he was singing mandinadas, and he went from there to Kalimnos, and then became a sponge diver and did that forever and <laughs> then the my whole mom's side of the family my mom was born on the island of casos um but they're all in like shipping and everything like that um so we need we need to sit down with a family tree because we sure do i yeah. wonder if your tree and my tree cross somehow right, we're basically we're, we're basically cousins <laughs> we okay. are roots from the same tree right? <laughs> but i love that story i, lo- I feel like um i never is that oh i thought i told you guys that i thought that oh yeah that was very talk about a pivotal moment for i think that was probably one of the most kind of aha moments in my life i'm like this is why yeah because it's in your blood that's the definition of an epiphany (laughs) truly truly so so yeah to this day i really do enjoy teaching Cretan. i um you know uh, every and every dance too has something different about it, um, and I mm-hmm. think it's also the the relationship, right? I don't know what it is about these relationships between the men and the women in Crete. It there's so much going on, and mm-hmm. there's so much deeper than what you see that it's again, it's it's it entices me. It 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 draws me in. Yeah, yeah. I can attest to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. We've been teaching, we've been teaching scoopus. Uh, yes. Um, for we're we're teaching the kids right now about the Bocriatico uh, dances, um, in preparation for Lent coming up, and uh, we've been teaching them Cretan, uh, the Cretan susta, mm-hmm. and specifically scoopus because that is a dance that ties into Bocrias, but um, just like you know. I, I always, I certainly love teaching Cretan with Maria because the energy that she brings to the dance floor just pushes me <laughs> to tackle my fear of Cretan. Because as much as I love it and I have so much respect for it, it's the one region that terrifies me mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just because of that beauty, that power that it, it, it just inherently has that it's one of those regions where I just, I I, I know I hold myself to such a high standard that if I'm going to do it, it has to be amazing. And dancing with Maria, you just get that energy that just like her face lights up, her feet are just like floating on the dance floor. And, and, it's like, and then we try to, we, I love how she tells the kids like, when you got to move, you just move and she'll demonstrate it. And we're just like flying across the dance floor, but it's so effortless and it just, it happens so i can attest to that maria loves cretan dancing <laughs> it's actually really <laughs> with evan too i i do enjoy because i it's it's interesting uh, as much as i love 
teaching, and I, I do love teaching the women's role. Like I like teaching the men's role too, right? Mm-hmm. So I take over, men, uh, you know, Evan's role. He's like, what am I right now? Am I the girl? Or the right? <laughs> Help me out here. <laughs> Remind me again. <laughs> Usually well, I'm turning him or I'm, you know, uh, Evan's always looking at me like, which way am I going right now? <laughs> um, I, I have to laugh about that because it, Maria will always tell the kids that, you know, you follow what the man's lead is and watch, Evan's going to show you. And then we try to demonstrate and Maria is always the leader. I'm just like, I'm just going to go with this. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. But that's why I, I think it's always important. And I, would, I know we always reaffirm this to the kids that whether you're a girl or a boy dancing, when we're teaching, learn all the parts, know the men's stuff, know the women's stuff. There's nothing wrong with knowing it. And when you do learn it and you understand what each role goes through, I think it just makes you that much of a better dancer. Um, and Maria yeah. can follow, but she's certainly <laughs> an excellent leader. <laughs> I do. I do follow, right? I do follow you, especially yeah. in the other islands. I'm I follow. But, you know, with Cretan, it's interesting because um, it's not just teaching them, you know, it's, so it's trying to teach them the interaction, right, between the the man and the woman, and um, I I I want them to learn what power they have as in in their shoes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so hard to explain, but I want them to to know what these women were like in those days, right? Mm-hmm. So when when they were dancing, and up into this day, I mean, there's a very proud sense of you know the, the people are very different and they and when they dance it that you you can see that in them yeah yes. right and I'm and and that's what I'm trying you know I'm trying to right and we do this all the time we talk about their confidence we talk about um their stance like what their shoulders look like what are their eyes saying mm-hmm. what you know people used to fall in love on the dance floor mm-hmm. imagine what would take place during i mean it's hard it's hard to imagine it right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. these are the things that i want the kids to hear and try to kind of understand as they dance so that they can feel not like they're falling and though they could be falling in love we don't know but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that we they have that kind of energy between them as they're dancing you just cannot dance cretan dancing a lot of times without it um, yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think it's so hard because like for us, we couch that as like when you're performing, you have to show this, like you have to, it's a performance and it, it's so hard because if you, you talk to somebody who is a Cretan instructor or, you know, well-versed in this, they don't view it like that. It is just them exuding. Um, and it, right. I think, you know, a, a big disservice in this past year with, with, COVID and everything like that has been that kids don't get together. We don't get to get together, go to conferences or or do whatever, because you start to see that you start to see like, oh, people are just dancing, but they're exuding like it's just flowing out of them. They're not performing, but they still have that poise and that presence and that like whatever it is that just makes it so captivating. Um, And I, I think it's it's hard because you're teaching somebody to emulate that. And you're also doing that when they're like under the age of 18, you know, the kids that we teach are all like 18 and younger. And like, I don't know about you all, but I was 
very goofy. I still am like very awkward. It's, it's hard to like move your body like that, you know? Um, but it's so important because I agree with you. I feel like when you see a woman from Crete, like forget about the men, they're amazing. <laughs> and we could get into that for like the whole episode probably. But when you see these women out there, they have so much power in what they're doing, but it is yep. so elegant and light. It's like lace. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. It's so powerful. Right. Um, it's so delicate, but at the same time, right, it's it's captivating. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's exactly it draws you in and I and I think that uh, I mean I think here in America in general right we are afraid to explore in that way right mm-hmm. we're, we're we're modest in that way right where I think the European countries and definitely Greece for sure women are a little more flauntatious I guess I don't know if that's a word mm-hmm. right but it is now. <laughs> Yes, it is now official. Um, you know, they know how to draw people in with their their movements and with their um, their gaze and with their you know. And I'm not. I don't mean this in a derogatory way, right? I I mean you know within the natural it within a natural in a natural way. Mm-hmm. Um, and same goes for men, right? Same goes for men and this is what you need to see in the dance floor to make it look real. So that's why performances for me are very difficult, right? Performances mm-hmm. are so difficult. Oh my goodness. So you're, and the worst is when, right, Evan, when we're teaching and we say, okay, pair up, find a partner. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at these partners and you're like, okay, this is not going to work, but okay, we'll go with it. Right. We'll give it um, a whirl. <laughs> but, and you see the timidness in the kids, and it's it's perfectly normal and natural. But if you're in a safe zone, right, and if you're learning as a family, you're learning, you know, as a as a comfortable group, it should it should flow a little bit easier. It should be much more comfortable. And that's why I do things like what we did last week. You know, we, um, you know, the the boys were in the middle and the girls were on the outside, and then we would rotate. We would say, okay, everybody, you know, quarter turn. You know, everybody would get to dance with everybody, kind of thing, and. Um, and it forces them without saying, you know, choose a partner because that's mortifying, right? Mm-hmm. At the, you know, uh, you know, when they're in high school, oh my gosh, choose a partner. That means whoever I choose, I like. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so different, right? And it's just catastrophic in their world, right? <laughs> yep. Learned that lesson the hard way a few years ago. <laughs> totally, totally, right? So we, um, so now, you know, we rotate them and everybody dances with everybody and everybody dances next to everybody. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge help. Right. So we're learning as we go too. I think so like something I want to pull out from this. There's and this is I think is a conversation in itself, but you have this I mean, you grew up with this dance just ingrained into life. And you dance was part of the conversation when you celebrated, it was part of the conversation when it was a feast day, whatever it is, it was part of the conversation and it was just naturally there. Whereas I look at you know the kids we teach they get dance kind of in a different way whereas i go to a class Mm -hmm. i learn a dance for a performance so now it takes on a different meaning to them versus what you grew up with and that's always that's always my like the conversation that i want to start with dance instructors everywhere is 
what are we really teaching? We're not, are we teaching for performance? Are we teaching for a competition? Or are we passing traditions on? Are we teaching the ways of our culture so that that becomes part of our conversation? It becomes part of our just daily celebrations. And that to me has always been my biggest goal with how I teach is I don't want to say you do this step, this step, this step, and then it's going to go into this dance, this step, this step, and then it's going to go this one. And that is Pontic dancing. No, mm -hmm. that's, that's just the show we're putting on for the people. But this is why we do this dance. And this is what it means to us. And this is what it means to the people, you know, back in the day. So it's that, you know, you, I always struggle to find ways to make sure that I'm connecting with the, my students in a way that is painting that picture of like your childhood, mm. growing up with dance as part of it, that this dance is not just something that you go to once a week. It's something, it's, it's a language we use to express ourselves whenever the mood strikes. And I, I think I that's a huge conversation there, but. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that you're right. What we teach or what we attempt to teach feels very mechanical in a way. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it does to them um, because they have no story behind it. Um, and I, I think that it should be a goal for e any dance group or any dance instructor is to take these kids to Greece and mm -hmm. show them the connection that you know, they need to see, mm -hmm. um, take them to the land, um, and have them dance with the elders, you mm -hmm. know, uh, of that yeah. village, they're going to learn so much. And it's just, uh, it, I think it would be uh, huge for them, you know, to be able to connect with Greece as mm -hmm. well, right? Because some of these kids, like we said, it, you know, they're, they're second, third generation, right? They have no connection to Greece other than their last name in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. not even that sometimes. Um, I think it would be a huge help for us as dance instructors, right, to be able to create something where the kids can go to Greece and dance, right? So this is on the, this should be on the table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're adding this to the agenda. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that dance conference through Greece. Um, yeah, couldn't agree with you more. It's so hard to explain what we already know, what our bodies do naturally mm -hmm. uh, because of the feelings that we have from growing up and, and the experiences they have to learn in a different way. And it's, it's, it's definitely hard for them. I mean, if I see it in my own kids mm -hmm. and yeah. my children, you know, yeah. and I... even my daughter, you know, when she, she, my oldest daughter always loved dancing, but it's not until she danced in Greece with the kids in Greece that she felt alive and part of something other than what she knew here. Like church dance. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What she danced, you know, at a panigiri in the middle of the platia, you know, in, in Kalimno, all of a sudden that was like her pride and joy. Like, oh my gosh, it was so cool. Mm -hmm. You know? in a mosh pit full of a hundred people. <laughs> right, right. No it takes on a different then. meaning. All right. Yeah. It, it takes on almost like a real meaning at that point. Yeah. Whereas before you're struggling to find what the meaning of it is. And now like, it's that 
that epiphany moment where you're like, oh, like this is like you can almost when you're in that situation, you can almost picture yourself a hundred years prior being in that same Latia and the music playing and everybody around. And so, I mean, it's, yeah, it's studying. It's like studying a language, you know, you can study, study, study. And until you go and use it and realize like, oh my gosh, I can get around. And I just, you know, like it's, it's until you actually, you actualize what you've learned in a uncomfortable situation or a situation that is not, sort of prescribed for you, you know, and that is why, like, I feel like, you know, this, and not to harp on, I say this almost every episode, not to harp on COVID, but we have missed so much (laughs) this year with, you know, even missing, like, the church dances where, you know, like, it might not be the most authentic stuff that they play or whatever, like, that, those events, that bonding, that connection is just such a miss, you know, the conferences, um, the competitions, just having time where you can go places and you can you can celebrate this, or even you know like the I don't go to these because I'm over the age of Goya, but like the parties after the Goya basketball tournaments, like that's important for kids to be able to express themselves and to show what they know and to bond. You know, it's like the closest that they're gonna get to an authentic experience outside of being in Greece. You know. Exactly. I mean, this is what they have. This is what they're hanging on to. I mean, if you think about it, what else do they have that's Greek other than Greek dance? I mean, of course, we have our our Triskia. We have our, you know, we have our church that we go to. We, um, But other than that, what else do they have other than celebrations? And some of them don't even get that. That's all we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, so. All right. So moment of truth. <laughs> least favorite dances <laughs> least favorite dance least favorite region or or dance or region that you struggle with the most it doesn't have to be we're not saying least favorite in terms of like you know i don't like those people but you know like mm. um oh yeah the dancing the, the right the steps the dancing the i okay <laughs> 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 Coming from an island, you know, you know, we're, I always even make fun of myself. Like, I like to be a little happy, right? Um, I do like to be a little happy. And it's not that I can't go slow, but I have a very difficult time going slow. Ipirotica, I know, hard for me because it just drags. And I, I get it, right? I get it. And I appreciate it um and i love and i don't i really i like watching it and um especially if if you can dance it well like i you know i'm wowed but mm-hmm. when i my body physically does it i'm like ah I, every step is like mm. like cement <laughs> <laughs> i need some malavisioti right now okay <laughs> i just need to go i need to go but that's my personality too right so yeah uh, it's part of, you know, it's, it's part of who I am, too. So that's, I think, Pirotica is the hardest for me to do. Um, then there's also, uh, the, you know, I struggle a little bit with Macedonia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just because, oh, that's well, I was... <laughs> 22 times about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I can do it. Actually, I don't I don't have a problem doing it. It's not it's not that. It's that I can't initiate it or lead it, right? Yes. So yeah. um so this, <laughs> so this is actually a good point, right? Because you can be a great dancer, but it doesn't mean you can always be in the lead. You're not always a great leader. Okay? Mm-hmm. It just depends, right? So I am not a great leader when it comes to Macedonia at all. I need somebody to lead me and I'm great in the center. <laughs> That's my happy spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Even at the end, no problem. Um, I can't carry the group when it comes to that kind of those dances. I just can't carry it. Um, I struggle there. But it's not, and again, it's not that I don't know the steps. It's not that I don't know the dances. Yes, I do. It's just, it's not as natural for me. And I have to get it, I have to truly get out of my head in order to do it. Right? I have to get out of my head to do it because of the various, because of the music, because of the, the uh, you know, the beats and, and the not synchronized, you know, movements. Very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. But I still love it. But I still love it. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I, I struggle and I, I called out, yes, yeah, I called out um, Elenitsa, like, I I need a t-shirt that says, like, my friend is not Elenitsa, Elenitsa is not my friend, <laughs> um, because it's the same thing, and there are some dances from Macedonia that I get, but I learned them from mimicking people who were authentically, like, they just, they bled Florina, you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And I think that is is sort of the struggle point for me. Like if I have somebody who I can mimic, who's in the front, I'm good. Like even, right. even with Elenitsa, I'll, I'll give it to you. Like it, give me some strong beat and someone who's really good in the front <laughs> and I'll, I'll do it. I won't be happy. Same, same. You know? Um, Don't pick it up and lead it and go and, and no way. There's yeah. no way. I'm- yeah. yeah. But that art of mimicking is like a real thing. You know what I mean? And if you don't have that, that's why like um for me, like teaching Pusheno is easy <laughs> to teach in a way. Teaching Elenitsa, I'd be like, sorry guys, you're gonna all learn this the wrong way because I am so <laughs> not confident. And it really just boils down to to confidence, you know? That's that's totally what it is, in, in my opinion. I mean I can't I can't even tell you how many times I would say, I cannot count this. Just put on the music and I'll dance it for you. <laughs> I can't count it. There are no counts in my world for this. You need, I'll just do it and you guys follow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, it, even counting it in the way that I learned how to count it doesn't quite do it <laughs> for me. Um once you put on the music, though, and I see somebody dance, you know, if I see somebody dance it, it's I, I can jump right on board. Much easier that way. I remember when, do you remember when Yanni Costadinu came? Mm-hmm. And he was teaching us, I can't remember what in the world he was teaching us, but all of us, this whole group, right? And I remember even Adi was there and just other teachers were there. And at one point, Yanni turns back after dance, after teaching us this dance, and we practiced, practiced, I don't know, maybe at least five times, right? We practiced this dance. And he turned back, he goes, yeah, <laughs> and at that point, we were like, it was like the walk of shame. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> That's it. <laughs> It does not matter what kind of teacher you think you are. Uh, if you don't get it, you know, your body is not getting it. You just need to walk away for a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I fully believe in muscle memory. And I know people yes. will probably disagree with me on that, but it's, it's such a true thing with no, certain it's regions. It's got to be real. <laughs> so I, true. Yeah. Yeah. I love um. it. Um, so it's... we haven't gotten to this question with other people. Well, we sort of did. I shouldn't say that. We sort of got to it with a few other people. But um, what's a fa- do you have a favorite tradition or something like that that is like super representative of Kalimnos or something that you guys even do as a family or related to dance? Related to dance. Mm. That's interesting. Not so much a tradition, but... I don't think that we have anything as far as a tradition, not really, but I do, we really do um, love to watch, like, even my husband, who's not Colombian, right? Every time we go to Cardinals and we see this dance dance, the Mexanico, it just, um, you know, brings tears to our eyes every single time, you know, it's, it's such a story about these, these sponge divers, right? And, um, my girls can tell you the story because I've told them about a thousand times. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a lot of meaning behind this stance. And there's, you know, in these men that were tortured, um, these sponge divers who, you know, this is all they had. And this is all they knew. And um, and they they obviously, you know, they, it, it, they go diving for sponges even nowadays is dangerous, but can you imagine back then? Mm-mm. My goodness. And, um, and just the, I guess the, um, not only the meaning behind the dance, but also the, the way that they dance it as well. It's, it's, there's a lot, so much emotion, yeah. you know, when they dance the dance. So I think that one for sure, when we see it every time in Greece, it's, it's very, it's very meaningful to us. Right kind of gives us roots in a way mm-hmm. yeah it's it's amazing to me because i know my first experience performing uh Kos, we had um somebody come up from the audience so upset that mm-hmm. we were mocking people with disabilities and oh. we they, were they, so they missed we it were so, well, they, and that was and we like we we walked <clears throat> we walked down to our dressing room after that and we were like how how do wh- what do we do to fix this because that is not the meaning of the dance by any means and it was so important to us that we kept showing this dance but we didn't want anybody to walk away with that same feeling that mm-hmm. we were mock so we uh yeah we but I was just it is the 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 meaning of that dance is so amazing and not to jump creates yeah not to jump ship but since you brought that up it's interesting that you brought up that point uh this this exact situation has happened to me here in the dc area and i'll tell you when um when we first taught the kids pontic dancing it was back when I had first started, right? So I had just really, I mean, I had learned Pontic dancing, but I really wanted to learn it from the source, right? So when, when we learned it from Nikos, or relearned it, I should say, from Nico, um, I really wanted to share it with the kids right away. I wanted to share it with the group. 
so we came back and and we learned all the dances and kind of just told them the stories behind it, told them the meanings, this and that and the other, and they got it, right? Mm-hmm. So we understood the context, um, and all of the emotion that was behind it. And we performed it for the festival that year, performed a, a set of Pontic dances. And the first impression of the people, of some of the parents were, I cannot believe that you made our children dance this dance. This is mortifying. They were so ups- They were so upset that we were, that the kids were not smiling yes. and were not happy. <laughs> and I was like, I, so what I learned from that, and I will tell you, that was a huge learning curve. I was like, I need to preface these. I mean, it's one thing for us to teach the children, but we need to teach the parents, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What they're observing. So that year I vowed that every festival going forward, and we did every festival going forward, we described what we were dancing Mm -hmm. and the region, what was happening and, and all of that before they would dance. And we had to do that in order for the viewers on the other side to be able to understand what those kids were dancing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a huge curve for us. Because going back to that original, I mean, these kids, and even their parents aren't growing up with that culture ingrained mm-hmm. into what they do. So this is, it's the first time they're seeing it. And it's, have to give it it's meaning. cultural shock almost because, well, that doesn't line up with our mm-hmm. principles today. Like you should be smiling. You're dancing. You're having a good time. You should be smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not, not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, those were not happy times for those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what a disrespectful way for us to perform it if we were smiling. Like, let's right? go do the serenita. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, in a, in, and we have described, we had to do a lot of teaching. We had to do a lot mm-hmm. of teaching uh, to the parents. And a lot of the parents were surprised, very surprised. Mm-hmm. Even, I can't tell, you know, in this year, in this area, we have plenty of people that, you know, from the embassy, from various government, you know, institutions, things like that, that are Greek, that come from Greece. And even they were not as familiar with Greek dancing, which mm-hmm. this is a topic of conversation, right, that, <laughs> that we will eventually get into that, you know, us as Americans, we're holding on, or Greek Americans, excuse me, we're holding on tight mm-hmm. to whatever we have, because that's all we have, right? Yeah. Uh, Whereas when you go to Greece, it's difficult to find uh, children, you know, families who are really into Greek dancing. It's not that easy. Some people are, some people aren't. It's kind of 50-50. It depends, I think, where you are and where you, you know, villages and, and, you know, and interests and things like that. But I guess, you know, I know when we go back to Kalimnos, my family and my relatives are always so impressed and so happy to see our children dancing you know they're mm-hmm. like completely floored that they know so many regions and you know and, and they can dance so well really truly i mean you know and some of even my cousin's children haven't stepped foot on a dance floor mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know? They've, you know no clue yeah. and here yeah. we are banging it into our children's skulls right? <laughs> dance, dance. <laughs> i think too you have to take some risks when you're like you know curating a performance or thinking about you know what to display because we ran into the same thing there were people even very close to us who 
knew sort of the the history or knew the origin of some of these dances and they were just like it's just you guys look so much better when you're smiling and it's like well thank you you know i appreciate that um but like it's just important for us to showcase this or um you know we've definitely been told before when we would do like longer sort of slower sets that they were kind of like boring and it it's like okay you're you know we're not lighting evan on fire or we're not like having all the guys do all these kicks but there's a reason why we're doing this um and it's tough sometimes but i think when you know that you've made an impact as an instructor is when the kids get out there and perform those sets that they know might ha- like hit a little bit differently with the audience um but they right. still do it because they love it you know yeah i think what i've learned through this too is you know and it's funny because uh evelyn right mm-hmm. mentioned that yeah. so you, you have to have evelyn on board too one, <laughs> one day she, <laughs> yes but she said to me one time she said you know she goes you got to give people what they want you know when when it yeah. comes to festivals specifically right so there's a place and time for everything so i left pontic at that point when we taught it we performed it one year and i left it there mm-hmm. and i we never performed it again and not that i didn't you know i didn't I, I loved teaching it, and I think that kids definitely should learn it. But there's a place and time for Pontic, and it's not at the festival. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, it's just not that. So, you know, give them what they want, right? So people want at the festival, festivals here especially, that's what they need. They need that flair. They need that excitement. Now, if we're doing conferences, if we're doing seminars, if we're doing other types of exhibitions, if we're doing, um, you know, Cusipenti Martiu performances, if we're doing, depending on what we're doing, I think that's the time to draw out different, you know, regions and different okay. types of dancing, right? So at the White House, mm-hmm. what we did, you know, was so important that, you know, a couple of years back when we did uh, Macedonia at the White House, I mean, that that made such an impact. And I think that that also, you know, was food for thought, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think that's how you can be. You can make an impact in a way with, yeah. your, right? I think, and it's and that way it's not so off the wall for them. You know, it makes sense for them. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's such a different experience to think about, like when you're performing at, um, you know, things like the White House or the State Department. You know, when uh, Mitsotakis was here last year, that was like our last real performance that we ever that yeah. we did before, you know, everything got canceled. Um, it's so interesting to think about what to choose because it truly is a time where you can make a statement. You know, for those Absolutely. who know, they know yeah. why we chose Macedonian that year. Um, right. And, you know, some people might, you know, not expect us to do that, right? Because it's the White House and, you know, you're thinking about like, showy things or upbeat music, right? Because people are kind of not really staying for too long. But I would say that that Macedonian performance hit well and hit very strongly. Like the message was very clear. That's it. I was just, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, it was meant to send a message. And the Mm -hmm. fact that those videos from the White House reached the people of Florina at that time, I think meant more to us as instructors, Mm -hmm. right? those people than than anything else that we've ever done i mean i think i i was more moved by that than anything else yeah you know 
Yeah. Uh, and I, and, I, and there's, a, there's a place in time, like I said, for everything. There's a place in time for everything. I mean, there's a place in time, and you can make a statement, yes, in a, in a, in a great way like we did. Um, but for most of us who are teaching uh, dances so that kids can perform at festivals, well, yeah, you know what? You need to make it fun, and you mm-hmm. need to make it fun. It's a festival, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No use in trying to do what <laughs> people don't understand. Now, if you've got a community that's accustomed to seeing uh, Pontic or whatever, you know, d- depending on what you're dancing, yeah, go for it, definitely. Mm-hmm. But in in more, you know, in communities more like ours, you're, you know, you're going to have to kind of not dumb it down in any way. That's not what I mean to say, but you're going to have to choose dances specifically, you know, for the viewers to enjoy, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we all know that festivals are amazing, but without entertainment, no. it's sort of like a crap show. Like I, you know, you just right. go, you get your snacks, you look at whatever they're selling, so on and so forth. So um, I want to share a text message that I just got with you. I'm going to paraphrase it and I won't use the, the dancer's name in it. But um, so we're recording this pretty late at night on a Saturday and it is supposed to sn- start snowing because, you know, this is a year of snow around here. <laughs> Um, so we have canceled dance practice for tomorrow to fall in line with the other ministries at the church and stuff like that. And I got a text from a parent who said that her dancer is hoping that it doesn't snow so that dance can be back on. And it's like those text (laughs) messages that make the difference. You know what I mean? Like we're, you know, I, I think sometimes it's tough to be an instructor and I don't definitely, I'm not teaching as much this year because obviously our big group is the only group that's practicing um, because they can actually like stay away from each other, you know, and socially distance sort of with COVID um, as opposed to the little sort ones of. that are just sort of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, think... I question that, that thought process that we had at some time. So I'm like, maybe the little ones would have been better. <laughs> right? I know less, um, but I, I think about like, that's the impact, you know, like sometimes teaching is the hardest yes. thing that you can do. Um, because sometimes it pulls you the furthest from what you truly love in some ways, because you have to get so granular with what you're doing at, at times, not all the time. Um, but like hearing someone hope that there's no snow coming tomorrow so that dance can be back on <laughs> is just really sweet and really endearing because it's that impact that you're making, you know? Um, I love that. It's just sweet. I always say nobody is paying for us to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 This is coming down deep somewhere, you know, through all of us that, you know, we don't, we don't want these children to grow up without something that we had that we think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. That's, yeah. Yeah. The name of the game, passing down the traditions. Yeah. Damn these children. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sentimental (laughs) and they're lucky that they have people like us and the other people that we will have on this podcast as instructors because I know that like I mean okay my mom was my instructor for a very long time and my very good friend's mom was the instructor before that but there were also some instructors who were like militant it was like the Greek dance instructor (laughs) militia and these old biddies God bless them all um were they were tough they're real tough like and if you didn't do what you were supposed to be doing or whatever it was like worse than your greek school teacher um so 
I think we're like but the new wave. <laughs> best Greek school teacher. The name was Kiria Bafaluku, by the way. <laughs> I just had to because <laughs> even to this day, I remember her like it was yesterday. <laughs> right. Kiria Bafaluku. <laughs> boy. Memories come flooding back. Yes. Right. Greek school. Oh, and Greek it. school and Greek dance was one in one back then, boy. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I'm it. starting to feel old. I know. That's not the intention of this <laughs> podcast, but yes. <laughs> it's like we have to dust off the memories. Um, Trip down memory lane. Right? So, Shoot. We need to dust off our dancing shoes and dance is what we need to do. I, I haven't know. danced. And so, I mean, other than teaching. Truly danced. I know. In so long. <laughs> When's the last time we danced? I know. I feel like the first like real Greek night that we have, you know, once um, COVID restrictions are lifted or whatever it might be, I feel like we're all going to be like barefoot or in our sneakers, you know what I mean? Halfway through. And then the next morning we're going to wake up and we're going to, our backs are going to be like frozen. <laughs> we're all going to need physical therapy. <laughs> I, I think we need to have a synchronized hour when the COVID restrictions are released where everybody is dancing at that same moment in time all across the world, <laughs> it'll be Probably the not, largest dance. Not on Zoom. <laughs> the right. largest dance. Oh, yeah, no, no more Zoom. We'll be doing it in spirit. Yep. Like, I don't, the... I don't care how sweaty your palms are because, you know, you always like grab that person's hand and I have sweaty hands. So I, it, it might be me. I could be talking about myself. <laughs> um, I don't care. Bring me all the sweaty palms. Like, I just want to hold your hand. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> as I long as we're on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's longing for a sweaty palm. <laughs> right? <laughs> on the dance floor. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Maria, this was so great. I feel like... Um, this was oh, food for the soul. You guys, you guys are funny. This is kind of, this is, I actually enjoyed listening to your stories. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I do feel like we learn about each other. Right, right. I love it. Well, you can Boy. officially tell your kids now that you are on a podcast. And I mean, this, you're oh, basically the coolest person in the entire world. I'm going to tell them. I don't think they're going to think I'm cool, but I will tell them. <laughs> I know. I was joking that I podcasts was... are like the adult TikTok. It's not, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was thinking when you said that somebody had texted you, I would wonder. I was wondering for a minute there. I'm like, it was wait, was it my daughter? <laughs> it wasn't. It was a mom. But <laughs> right. Because oh she also feels the same way. You know, Greek dance for her right now, especially with you know all the fun stuff we're doing and the interaction she's like i love it mom of course she goes to an all-girls private school so just the exposure to boys right <laughs> she's like "Woo, this is great <laughs> sign me up can we have extra lessons <laughs> yeah. right I this is it. yeah this is fun this is really fun <laughs> yes thank you so much um, and we will be back with more episodes um, for everyone. I want to let you know we have about seven people coming on um, in the next few weeks, which is just wild. Um, if you are interested in being on the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at sirtos underscore podcast. Um, you can also email us at sirtospodcast at gmail.com. 
slide into our DMs. Let us know that you're interested in being on the podcast and we will book you in. Um, And more to come in season one as we talk to dance experts across the U.S., Canada, and beyond.